Good morning. I'm Karen Audubonny. And on the air this morning with me, if I have all the bells and whistles pushed right, is Katrina Bartlemay. And she is our county registrar of voters. And she just went through a big election cycle um, and did what I would say really well, considering we went it, did it in a pandemic. Um, and we had, I can't believe this number, I'm going to throw it out, 82 0.26% of the registrar voters turned out. Katrina, welcome to the air. Let me make sure I get you everything up. Are you there with us? I am. Hi, Karen. Hey, good morning. I can actually see her because we're doing this with Zoom, which was really great. Um, yeah, quite the election cycle. Um, I want to I want to say something right up front to all the listeners, and I've been, if you've listened to the station over the years, you know that one of my big concerns has always been voter registration, getting the voters the information they need to vote. I think an informed voter is the best thing we can do for democracy. And I personally just want to say that the integrity of the registrar of voters and the secretaries of state across our country, I feel this, re this cycle, November 3rd, saved our democracy. I have so much respect for these people. These at the local level I've always been, as far as I'm concerned, nonpartisan positions. I have never heard anybody run for this possession of registrar voters by their uh, party. I don't care what party they're in. This is democracy. This is what counts, folks. I know when you get up to the Secretary of State, that's a little bit more political, but still, these people that have stood up and taken the flack across the country this last couple of months, I just, I have the most respect for them all. So, there you go. That's my spiel, Katrina. Um, it was really important, and I know that I've had um, all the registrar voters on clear back to Marsha Wharf in our county, and we've talked about the process. We've talked about how important the process is here. Um, and I just, that's why I wanted to get Katrina back on, because we did this before the election, because things changed. It was all mail-in. I mean, there's a bunch of us that are used to mail-in, but there's a bunch of people that aren't. So I wanted to check in to see how it went and what her perspective on was it. So, Katrina, that's my entrance. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm, I'm glad the election's <laughs> <laughs> well, on the county level and the state level, it is. Unfortunately, at the at the federal level, it's over. Just a lot of people haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, 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 it's it's really sad. I mean, uh, like I said, we're lucky to live in California, and we live in a double bubble. And I'm glad that our voting went well. So, eighty-two point two six percent of the turnout. It's been a while since we did that, hasn't it? Yeah, I think um, the closest it came, since I've worked here for the past 16 years, the closest it came was in 2008, and it was right about 80% turnout. So, um, oh, wow. you know, like it or not, um, you know, we had a lot of attention on this election, and, and for different reasons. So, you know, it brought out the good and the bad and the ugly and the beautiful in everyone, I think. And um, but more so, it got them out to vote. And that's the most important thing. You know, I don't care what political party anyone is at. My job is to count the votes. And we do that ev within the law. And we want your vote to count more than you probably want your vote to count. So, 
you know, it's blood, sweat, and tears, and, um, you know, we take it, it's our life. So, you know, we we do it. We, we try and inform the voter as much as we can. There were a lot of questions. Ballot tracks was introduced. That was kind of a flop in Northern California. Was but, it? Um, Okay, so I didn't actually go to check if my ballot, because I, you know what, I trust this system in Mendocino County. I've been doing this for years. I totally trust it. I know friends that did check it. So what happened with the ballot tracking thing? What, 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 what's your comments about that? Well, ballot tracks was designed to give you, um, to give you information every step of the way. So um, everyone that signed up for ballot tracks was sent an email or a text or whatever saying, okay, your ballot is in the system. So what it was supposed to do was when it hits the Ukiah post office or the Fort Bragg or whatever, it was supposed to say, okay, your ballot is in wherever, your ballot is near your home, whatever their thing was. When it got delivered to your mailbox, it was supposed to give you another one. It is in your mailbox. And then when you put it back in the mail, it was supposed to give you, okay, you put it back in the mail, okay, it's received at the location, you know, and is ready for, or okay, your signature's been okay, and it's ready to be processed. Wow, that's Instead, aggressive. Yeah, yeah, and which, you know, in Southern California, where everything's automated, I would think that would be great. But, you know, we don't have any automation in, in Mendocino County. Yeah. So, um, you know, we got part of it. We got, okay, your, your ballot's in the system, and okay, your ballot's been received um, at the registrar's office, and um, if there's a problem with your signature, then you got that. And and I think that once they get it all together, I think they were rushed into that by the Secretary of State's office because they wanted to make it there. And, you know, I think it's a great idea, but we asked them to put a little caveat on the website saying, this may not work in all rural areas within the state of California. Yeah, sometimes and they forget about us at the state level. You know, they do. I right. mean, it's, we love them. They do, well, you know, we like what they, they do. Try. Majority. They try. They did try. Huh. So They have never run an election. That's <laughs> their problem. Yeah, talk to the people that have been on the ground running these elections. So I, I hate to ask, did you get a lot of phone calls about people that were expecting this to happen? And it didn't. You're shaking your head. Yes. Okay. And All confusing right. messages. Okay. You know, so I think they're going to work on their messages. In fact, um, I th because I complained um, at the state level, um, I think I get to help with part of that. So, you know, that'll be good because northern counties, you know, would be, would be represented, I think. But... Um, well, no, that's good. That's good because um, one of the things that I think has helped us in Mendocino and helped the state a lot was back many years ago when Marsha Wharf was at the state level. They have an organization or I don't know what it's called. It's a registrar of voters from all over the state get together. It's... Right. It's not a committee. It's an association, I believe you call it. Okay, and she California was California election yeah. officials. Yeah, association. CEO. Yeah, so she was actually chair of that for a while and very active in it. And one of the things that happened, and I I don't remember what year it was, you may, but I remember that she was at the state level, fought for having paper trails 
where we go in and not electronic because it was way back. I can't believe that's in the 90s when the big discussion was, well, we're going to go electronic. It's going to make it so much easier. We can just push buttons and have our votes counted. And, and everybody up here is going, I don't think so. We need a paper trail. We want little black circles and dots where somebody can go back and check it. And I know for a fact that Marsha Wharf fought really hard at the state level to make sure that happened. And folks, guess what? That's why we, I feel, have such a safe vote. And I just heard that 95% of the whole country, the United States, now has paper trails. My gosh. So, yeah, please fight at the state level for us locals. (laughs) (laughs) I will. No, California has led the nation in election security. So... (laughs) You know, and Marsha was a big part of that. And, you know, Marsha has a great legacy. Um, And, um, you know, we'll continue to fight for the same thing. You know, we like paper and um, we like that paper trail. And, you know, people have to remember that because, you know, not all areas of our county have Internet or have um, cell service. And that's what we, you know, keep trying to get through to them is, you know, we are rural and like it or not, that's the way it is. And But isn't that why we live in Mendocino County? It isn't is. Isn't that why we live in Mendocino County? That it we is. don't have to worry about fake ballot drop-off boxes and, oh, you know, all the crap that went on. Yeah, it's true. We see locally what's going on. We know the people at the polling booths. Um, yeah, and I find it fascinating that the whole, the, the starting with, oh, we're going to make it all electronic, and then it moved back to, no, we need paper trails. And now I think um, a big percent of the country sees the importance of having those paper trails. Um, I bet you that that next 5% is going to get topped off in the next year or so. So let me just take a minute. Uh, I'm Karen Audubonny, and with me on the air is uh, Katrina Bartomey, and she is our registrar of voters, and she just went through an intense period of time. I find it fascinating that you do this job all year, but then it's like everything gets condensed in a month and a half. Just bam. The hours must just be phenomenal. Um, so looking back on the the election this year, um, we had all mail-in ballots. Um, that's not new, like I said, to a lot of us, but it was new to a bunch of people. And we also had the polling places. How did that work out for the county and the workers? Well, um, I think that, you know, like you said, people who like to mail in their ballots like to mail in their ballots. Um, I don't think it should remain all mail. I think that people who... Um, you know, have their polling places who are blessed enough to have a polling place. And that means that there's more than 250 registered voters in their precinct. You know, they like that. They like to go to the polling place. So um, we need to get back to that. We need to, um, you know, make it more our regular, our regular elections. Um, We handled everything the same way we do every election we do other than planning for it, because we had no idea what to plan for. We had no idea what was going to happen. We had no idea if the state was going to be shut down, you know, like it's almost going to be now, you know. And um, so, you know, we had a lot of um, PPE, personal protection equipment out there. We had the sneeze guards. We had face shields. We had masks. We had hand sanitizers. 
Um, in the larger um, polling places, we what we did over here in Ukiah is we consolidated some of the smaller ones that you definitely couldn't social distance in and moved them to the fairgrounds. So we were able, you know, with the, the state and with um, Jennifer Seward's help, we were able to um, have five precincts at the fairgrounds at Carl Purdy Hall. We all know how big that is. Yeah. So we had a crew go in um, the night before and set everything up for them. So they just had to come and set up their actual polling place. Um, we did a couple dry runs to see how many feet each polling place would need. Um, so, you know, that was the easy part because we know how to do that. What we didn't know how to do was, you know, how are people going to, who have never voted by mail, how are they going to know how to vote? So we had a lot of calls with that. Um, we um, had a few very upset people because um, they had to wear a mask. We didn't refuse it to anyone. You know, we didn't refuse the right to vote to anyone, but some of them had to vote outside. So um, because we just didn't have, I think later in the morning, we were able to set up to accommodate them. But first thing in the morning, you know, as always, we were bombarded at the polling places. But I think we really only had three or four. And out of over 50,000 voters, that's not bad. So I think that election day went really well so how um i know you probably don't have any numbers on it but i know that if you if i had my ballot and i decided i wanted to go to my polling place i could turn that ballot in and actually vote in person did that happen very much was that confusing um how did that go it was very confusing (laughs) um i think we had um 324 or 325 actually do that Mm -hmm. the rest of them you know we had a great success with the ballot drop-off locations in willits fort bragg point arena and boonville yeah um that was that they out of those drop-off locations people used that as much as they did um our drop-off location here at the county building so We had, I have those numbers somewhere for you. Um, I think it was like, um, we had 13,000, I believe. Let's see here. I ran the report and then my printer decided it didn't want to print it. So um, we had at drop-off locations, um, ballot drop-off locations, we had 13,312 Um, dropped off there at the Ukiah office or walked in if they were able to get into the building was 13,447. So it saved us people dropping off their ballots. It saved us over $18,000 in return posted through the post office. Wow. Wow. That's great. And that's, um, I'm hoping I will lobby for that to happen again next year. I actually drop mine off because normally I try to mail it. Well, I don't really. I usually like to come to the bowling, polling place to see my friends and, you know, get my little sticker and all of that. And then I just drop it in at the polling place. So these boxes, is there? are we going to be able to do that next time too? Do you have these drop boxes? You know, I think it was a great success. I do too. Um, what was hard for us was going around the county to pick them up, but... You know, we were able to do that. We, um, Sue Ranachek, um, the my um, predecessor, 
she actually went around and picked them up when when we couldn't. But she did it eighty five percent of the time for us. Well, and so the savings, that was nice. And the savings would make up for it, I would hope. Yes. So anyway, yes. speaking of savings, did this election cost more? I know the state helps with a lot of the PPE and all of that and the the extra precautions. Did this in actually this election cost more because the way it had to be run this year? Do you know yet? Yes, it did. Um, we're just starting to get those in. We had. Um, we had to purchase new envelopes because they all had to, um, the state wanted some changes on them. They, um, they had to be, they had to have a new IMB code on that the vendor actually puts on when they send out. So we weren't able to send out. We prefer to, to um, send out our own ballots, but we couldn't because it needed that tracking thing for ballot tracks, that IMB code. Um, so uh, we had just bought new envelopes for the election before, so we had to buy them again. But um, the state, between the state and the feds with the um, COVID funding, yeah. I think we're going to be reimbursed for an awful lot of it. But we're still in the process of doing that. Okay. That's good. Well, it sounds like things went fairly smoothly. Um, another big thing that's come up on the national level, and I know a little bit about it on the local level, is the signature checking. Checking the signatures, you know, we talked about, you and I talked about this, I think, in October before the election, or September when I had you on, about if the signatures, because you check the signatures on the envelopes to match the, what we ever have on record, um, and then you actually notify people when their signatures don't match, Correct. Correct. Okay, did that happen very much this year because there were so many more mail-ins? Um, it did, and we were able to, I think that there were only really a handful of, um, of ballots or signatures that we couldn't cure. I think there were like 23 that, um, that we did not get. Um, I know where those numbers are. Um, there were 23 that we were not able to um, cure for the signatures. And um, I think there were about 30 that had no signatures and they didn't um, return, you know, they didn't cure those either. So, you know, under 60 out of all of that, I think is a, is a pretty good uh, turn. Well, let me let me just state because you didn't that out of that is forty four thousand one hundred and thirty five ballots that you dealt with, correct? Yes. Yeah. So yes. out of forty four thousand one hundred and thirty five, we have very few that weren't able to be processed. Great. Right. Okay. Right. So that's given us a good idea what's going on. Um, and you know, when your yeah. voters, let me put something. Let me say one thing here. Yeah. When your voters register or re-register. If they give us their phone number, provide their phone number and their email address, then we don't publicize, you know, we don't, because campaigns can purchase, that's the only, pretty much the only way that anyone can get our voter file. Campaigns can purchase that. We do not include those in, um, now, they used to, but now we put everything as unlisted. But if there's a problem with your signature or, um, like I've been calling people, um, we do an INET, which is the online voter registrations, and we do them. And I noticed that there was a huge difference in somebody's um, residence address. And I think it's a typo, but I don't know which one's correct. So that's what I've been doing this week. And I've been calling people saying, okay, now what is your address? Because we've got two different ones, and we don't want to make a mistake on top of a mistake. So what is your 
we will call, we will reach out, we will, that's our first line of defense, call, email, and write a letter. So we do everything we can to get a hold of you. So let's go back and just clarify that, because this is new to me. I don't think I've ever filled anything out that has my name and, or my phone number and my email address because back when I started voting hell we didn't have email addresses sure so so now if you go in to register to vote you have the option of giving that information do you have to give that information no oh okay you don't have to that's optional okay on the forms that we have now it's kind of down on the bottom right that you know your phone number and your email and stuff like that but if if someone is re-registering or registering, I think it's very important to have those. And then that way, if there's a problem, we can get a hold of you. But this does not go out, because I know I've worked on campaigns before where you can go in and actually, I think you have to, do you buy the list? I can't remember if you have to pay for yeah, it. Or, you yeah. have to buy the list from the Registrar Voters Office. So when so, when a camp, so when the, a party official comes in or somebody comes in and wants to buy that list, what information do they actually get? Just your name and your address? Do they, they even get that? No, they can get your name, address, they can get the phone number if it's not unlisted, they get your voting history um, if they pay for that. So, um, yeah, so they really? can, and they can sort it as to your party preference if they want. And then is there somewhere if I registered to vote, I said, hey, I don't want anybody getting this information? No, you because can't do that, huh? if, they, if it's for campaigns, you know, it, it's not public record. But it is for campaigns, anything that is wow. um, election related. And I'm sure if it's a campaign, it's going to get public soon enough. Huh. Okay. Well, those are all interesting points. All right. So the transparency, I mean, usually transparency is where we get our first flush. I'm talking about the recording of the, on the website. The websites, you go to the website the night of the election, usually late in the evening, it says, okay, this is what's come in, this is what we've counted, and that's the first flush of the trends and the voting trends. Um, and then you updated it. Usually you've got 30 days from that we've point. 30 days to certify. To yeah. certify it. In the past, it's been, t- it's taken the whole 30 days before we got a second report. I noticed that you did one in between. I did. You did. And in March, I did that as well. Okay. You know, I, I missed it in March. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, all right. So you did it again. Okay. Well, I want to thank you because I know us that are, you know, trying to constantly report and keep things updated. It's nice to get it a little, a little second report. Uh, and then your final report was on the 24th i believe of november it was on the 24th and at yeah. three minutes to five we had somebody bring in a cured <laughs> signature so we counted it and we recertified it the next morning <laughs> that's what i wanted to point out so somebody came in with a provisional was it or something a no bath- it was a cured signature mismatched okay. oh. signature. they cured their signature okay they cured the signature and then you actually went out on the web again and updated with that one vote i was so proud of your office i have to tell you in our county it was like where else do you get this kind of transparency so um and we had never had that happen before (laughs) usually you know when you get the mail in you get the mail and we went down and checked the mail again to make sure at four o'clock and we didn't have any and i you know it was like well okay let's get ready and um you know we waited until about 10 minutes to five and we went ahead and posted and got everything ready and then here comes the the cured signature so it was like okay we'll do it in the morning 
Yeah, that was great. Um, and as far as the count, um, you you've recounted it now. It's all been recounted and checked. And how many? How do you? How is that process about? We because now in the news, there's all about this recounting and the hand counting, and everybody's wringing their hands about the votes and all of this kind of stuff. So can you just go now that it's done? Can you just go through a little bit of what what our department goes through to recount to make sure? Because there weren't. I mean, there were no. No um, races in our county where it came down to one or two votes. There are other states that are having that issue now. We've had that issue in the past, but not this election. So once you get everything counted in the first flush, what is your process for checking it all? Well, we have to prove the numbers that we released. So um, we first what we do is we prove the numbers from the polling places. So those election night returns the final by the final election night, we prove those. So we basically dissect everything that they did we um you know we have a report that we print that shows how many ballots were were cast um so we prove that the next thing we do is a one percent manual tally so we have 250 consolidations so we put that into the computer and tell them we need it to to choose three because two and a half so we choose three precincts so and with those three precincts, we do a 100% on that ballot, front and back, manual tally. So we check that whole ballot. And then whatever races aren't included in that 1%, we do a precinct check for those. So every race that's on the ballot in one way or another gets checked. They either get checked individually or they get checked with the whole ballot. So, and um, our extra help does one race at a time so they'll do one race they'll finish the whole thing we've got um, checkoff sheets for them and knock on wood we have never had one ballot missed so um, we've always been able to prove our numbers um, which is a wonderful feeling you always hold your breath you know but um, so we've always been been very very lucky with that and when you said they recount that is that through the machines or is that by looking at the little black dots by looking at the little black dots ah. and putting putting a, a check mark off for each little black dot for that race. I love those little black dots. They're so it's just, it's just it's satisfying to know that there is a paper trail. I just I've always been so nervous about this electronic voting. I've been totally against electronic voting unless there's a paper trail backing it up. So that's really great to know. Um, so I didn't get a chance uh, after we had talk last time um i just wanted to say that i know one of your employees passed with the COVID in your office and i wanted to extend um our sympathies because i know the COVID has been hitting the county workers a lot um, were there any um any cases or any incidences after the polling places were open that you know of or were those fairly we came through that okay um, I, I haven't heard might- anything about it so yeah, I think we had one poll worker um, test positive after. So they did trace testing on that, and um, and I haven't heard any more about that. You know, they it's also confidential on right. who it is or right. where or anything else. But um, and I haven't heard any backlash on that. So I know of the one, and um, and that's it. Oh, good. I hope and pray there were no others. 
Yeah, I think we would have heard about it by now that they've been pretty much when there's a spread. That's the one thing the county has been good about is the following up on the spreads of, from certain incidences anyway. So, yeah. so and boy, I'll tell you, it's devastating when you're when people that you work with come down with that. And then when our one person passed away, it was completely devastating. So, you know, good luck to anyone who has it. And our thoughts and prayers are with you. Yeah, and we just, I just want to mention again that we're well over, we're getting so close to 200 and 290,000 people that have died in this country today, and it's just, it's just getting compounded. Um, we're just now, I think, feeling the flush of the Thanksgiving holidays. Please, 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 people, stay safe, stay home. Um, a, a friend of mine. Yeah, wear your mask, distance, don't have gatherings. I know it's a difficult time through the holidays, but it's it's for the short haul. It's not for the long haul. And we can make it shorter haul by, you know, just watching what you do. Be Just mask up and don't travel. Um, a good friend of mine, her father, the, the 90 years old, um, the sisters went to visit at Thanksgiving. He came down with COVID. Uh, yeah. You just you just don't know where it is and where it can pop up. So please, 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 be careful. Wear your mask. Yeah. So what else? Um, we've, we're into the half an hour. I do want to open up the phones, but um, so overall, the mail-in balloting worked well. I really like the all mail-in. I know you'd like to keep the polling places open. Oregon's had all mail-in. Washington's had all mail-in. Um, I don't know if the percentage was up because of the mail-in ballots. There's no way of really deciding that. You can't really say, wow, 82%, that's because it was a big chunk of mail-in. But Well, normally, um, by our election night reports, we have about 9,000 ballots counted. This time, we had over 25,000, like 25, 529 or something like that. Yeah. So that in itself was amazing. And that was, you know, pretty much... Um, as far as I knew, was pretty much a uh, 25, 547 ballots were counted um, by election night. So um, for me, that's a record. Um, I attribute a lot of that to our new system. You know, we are able to adjudicate if we can tell what your intent was. And we had a lot of calls on that. Oh, I voted for the wrong thing. Well, you know, if you circle what you wanted to vote and cross out what you didn't, we can make it work with our system and, you know, and Ugh. always go back to the original and always, you know, so um, that completely eliminated one step that we had to do that took a lot of time. And that was checking every ballot to make sure there wasn't anything like that. Um, and if there was, then it had to be remade. And with this system, we could we could um, adjudicate it right there on the screen. And um, in fact, uh, Alicia came and she got to see part of that. And um, Alicia so Bales, that was fun having her. Alicia ba Alicia Bales, I, yeah, our our program director. Um, the other thing that was a change about counting is, weren't you at the state level? Didn't they say you could start counting the ballots earlier this year that came in? I yes. know it wasn't like 20 days earlier or no, we, no what was yeah, it a we week or two as soon as we started getting them back in we were so overwhelmed with how many we were getting in that you know it still took us a week and a half or so to be mm -hmm. able to have the time to um, actually sit down and start counting but um, we were just 
we got three trays in like the first day and usually we would get 50 or 100 you know so um and each tray has about 500 ballots in it so it was amazing how quick and people the majority of the people did that they um voted early and when you vote early those ones are included in that election night report when you wait until election day to hand in your ballot then it's it's with uh, the other yeah. stuff so well, normally you weren't able in the, in the past elections you weren't able to start counting the ballots that were mailed in until the day of the election is that correct no we could start 10 days 10 oh. calendar days before so we could pretty much start the um not the week of a, well the friday before whatever the 10 days is we yeah, had yeah seven seven days i think before now was that expanded this year i thought that was expanded so you could count it sooner yes so yes. you started counting like because the ballots got mailed out on the 15th no on the 5th the 5th 5th of october so i would imagine within a week you probably had them coming in so you could start counting those then right now right. like i said we were so overwhelmed yeah. with how many we got in but normally we can start a week before the election counting counting right. ballots so but this time we could start as soon as we possibly could once we started getting them in so that was we started about a week and a half earlier than we normally would yeah i would think that would really help is that something that's going to stay in place you think for the next elections at the state level that's i i don't know why you wouldn't be able to start doing it and it sure helps the process yeah, because we still don't release any results. We don't yeah. look, we have to upload them on a different um, computer and everything else to even do it. So we don't look at those. We have no idea until election night what the results are. So I honestly don't know why we can't do that either. But we'll see what the powers that be say about that. Well, if you get have any input at the state level, I would, I would like to see us lobby for that because I think it takes a... It relieves a lot of stress, takes some stress off of the individual departments, especially if we're going to have be going to more mail-in ballots. It'd be interesting. It is going to be interesting to see if the next election, election people who mailed in voted for the first time will stay with it in the coming elections. I think that will be fascinating to see. And, you know, there was so much media coverage on, national media coverage on, um, you know, on the voting early and the vote going to a polling place right that we had people who had never gone to a polling place say i want to vote at a polling place really because you're not in that polling place that's not as easily for us not as easily you know done as it is said so you know that that was a little bit of a but that was more the national thing it wasn't you know, people listening to the news and getting confused about about what the news said from Georgia or Pennsylvania. And, or, yeah, and the dissing on the mail-in ballots and all of that. So that's yeah. an interesting perspective, huh? Well, the, this election was a whole different game, ball game, and I will be interested. Very, as I said, very interested to see the trends after this. But I do hope we get to, for your sake and the, and just getting more information by the night of the election. I hope we do get to continue counting the ballots as they come in. I think that really does take a burden off of your department. Because how many extra people do you have to hire during the election? Don't you do like ten? Well, this time we normally do about um, four to six. Extra four to six. People. Okay. We had eight people. It started ah. off with four people the week that the ballots were, because we had so many phone calls, we couldn't do anything else. 
And then, um, you know, we worked our way up to eight when, um, you know, and had eight through probably the week before election all the way through to when we certified the, the end of the month. Wow. And now you're back to your regular staff and everything's kind of calmed down and everything's filed because now where it's all certified, the state is certified, so everybody's taking a deep breath. Do you get a vacation right. now? <laughs> <laughs> she chuckles. <laughs> all right. Actually, all right. I had a horse show last weekend that I couldn't go to because if I spent the night in a county outside of our county. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, never mind. Yeah, because when you come out, I can't. You come back in. You have to quarantine for fourteen days, which means you couldn't go to work. Right, right there you go. And so. we've got too much stuff going on. In January, I might do that. I have another one then, so I might do that. And then just take because the two. Then I can off. work from home and not have to worry about it like I do now. Yeah, just stay at home and quarantine. So, listeners, uh, I'm Karen Otterbody. My guest is Katrina Bartome, and we're talking about the just election that just happened. She was our registrar of voters. Um, and I'm going to open up the lines to see if you have any questions of this lovely woman. And that would be at 895-2448. Again, I just can't say enough about our registrar of voters department. Uh, they've been doing well. Uh, they've secured our vote they've made it safe that we can do this um and she's been very accessible to come on the air to help us learn about the process what goes on and just to reassure everybody that our vote is safe here in mendocino county so and you know yes? we could not do this without all of our poll workers all of our runners all of our extra help people all of our troubleshooters i mean our poll workers for you know we we have our poll worker training and we would talk about what could happen or what might happen and you know they picked it up they made it work they did it correct they you know they were absolutely amazing so you know we could not do this without them and they are a godsend well, and, and on top of and on top of it, I had tried to get you back on the air just before the election, and you were doing <laughs> poll worker training because you had to not do it in just one location and have everybody come to Ukiah. Your office actually had to go to each one of the areas, like Fort Bragg, South Coast, Willits, and Ukiah, to do the different trainings to get this going. So we're going to get a caller on the air, okay, Katrina? Okay. Here we go. Good morning, caller. You're on the air with Katrina. Hi. Uh, I had a question uh, regarding. Uh, the, these propositions that were on the ballot, I'm thinking Proposition 15 and 21 and 19, and it used to be uh, those type of uh, uh, measures had to pass by two-thirds. Is that still the case, or did they do away with the two-third thing? I'll take that I, one. It's, okay, go ahead. I'll take that one. Um, so on the propositions, if it's a tax measure and it's for a specific... Like if it's for the fire department or for the garbage collectors, it has, then it's two-thirds percent. If it's more of a general-based tax, then it's a simple majority. Correct. So that was 15. 15 was a simple majority? Uh, I can't. You know what? I did the proposition show, and I can't remember which one was 15. Do you remember which one 15 was? I do, yeah. It was uh, uh, $11.3 billion for, uh, 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 you know, they were what they were going to do was uh, raise the taxes, property taxes, for uh, corporations. 
Yeah, that was not a specific tax for a specific entity. So that would have been a simple majority, I believe. So, hey, thanks for the call. All right. There you go. All right, 895-2448. Yeah, some of those propositions got kind of wild on it. Um, So how many poll workers did you have this year? At this this election in November, do you remember? I think we had about two hundred and fifty overall. Really? So we, yeah, wow. so we always go to the South Coast. We yeah. always go to Fort Bragg. In Fort Bragg, we did a morning session and an and an afternoon session. In the South Coast, we did one session, but we expanded that to where you know, it was going to take as long as it had to take. We were there for about four hours. Wow. And then in Ukiah, we had two different um, sessions. And Willits, we had a, a one session. So it was, um, you know, it was it was a lot more training because we had to talk about the PPE. We had to talk about how, um, you know, what to do if somebody didn't wear, wear a mask, which was serve them the best way you can. We are not going to deny anyone the right to vote you know but you know you do have to take precautions they had to clean between every voter in the voting booth they had to you know yeah it was different it was definitely different let's see if we can get another caller on here whoops that one's gone 895-2448 we got another caller good morning caller you're on with katrina our registered voters hi katrina it's laura hanberg calling from potter valley Laura, I wanted to my say publicly, Katrina, you <laughs> did one of my such stars. an amazing job with your staff, and being a poll worker was one of the most honorable and most fun things I've ever done. It was my first time, and we did it in Potter Valley, and it was like a community event. We had hundreds of people come and vote in person, and I'll do it for the rest of my life, and the way you put together the training was phenomenal. And it was just an incredible thing to witness and be part of that democratic event. So I just want to do a shout out to you and your staff and thank you for allowing me thank to be you. part and of that process. Thank you so much, Laura. You know, every poll worker is amazing. Um, like I said before, we couldn't have done it without them. You know, they're just amazing. To give up that much time for such little pay and to do such an amazing job is just over the top. Thank you very much. I want, thank you. I want to encourage anyone who's ever thinking about doing it and the, to, to sign up to do it because you, you won't regret it at all. Thanks, Karen, so much for the show. Hey, and Laura, long time no see and miss you, girlfriend. <laughs> you too, honey. It's been too you long. Care. It's been too long. Yeah, it's... Hi, yeah, so how many polling places were actually open then? I know you, you, you had all the original ones that we normally have, or, except you had to consolidate Ukiah, you said. So how we many had, polling places did you have? We had 37 polling places at 18 locations. We normally wow. have 37 polling places at 22 or 23 locations. Uh-huh. So, wow, so that's, a lot of, that's a lot of volunteers to put together. But... It's- it's a, it's quite the process. I have friends that have been doing it for years, and they love doing it. Uh, it's one, one of their big commitments every year is to get out. So, yeah, thank you, everybody who volunteered. Keep up the good work. And because this is... This is democracy, folks. This is when it counts. This is when this is when the rubber hits the road. This is yeah, what yeah. counts. And um, yeah, the election went really well. We've got new board of supervisors, two board of supervisors. We have uh, a new uh, woman on the city council for Ukiah. So that was an upset. 
That was an upset. I haven't even brought that up and talked about it. We'll probably be talking about that. Yeah, the city council for Ukiah was a real big upset. Uh, and a complete turn. A complete turn. Crane and Scalamini were right there on election night. I know. They were on the update, and then all of a sudden. Kabam. I know. And in fact, I um I was on after the election, and I didn't even, there was no way anybody was going to call that one. There was too many outstanding votes in that district or in that in, in that area in the city uh and then it just turned on the last <laughs> i think of the last week and the numbers coming in it just totally turned so that's democracy but that's your how your vote st- counts yes your vote counts well you know i say this repeatedly i go back to the liz henry uh, uh <laughs> campaign uh fourth district on the coast fort bragg she won by one vote they had to recount it three times and it held folks this is my this is my go-to about your vote does count one vote she won recounted three times and that held i mean what more can you say so anyway eight nine five two four four eight for a quick uh, question um i hope everybody voted it sounded like we got a huge turnout i don't know how um can you tell if we had new registered new voters can you determine the number every year of new voters or does that just go into the pile of the total number that goes into the pile we um i think the state can can you know looks at that more we don't really look at that as much i know we had over um 200 um conditional voter registrations which are same day registrations oh Um, okay so that was between uh, the last day to register is 15 days before an election to get a regular ballot. Right. So 14 days to election day, you can you can register conditionally, and that's basically the same day registration. If you haven't already voted somewhere else, then you know nine times out of ten that vote is going to get going to get counted. So um, we had over 200 of those. Um, and this is off the top of my head. I did yeah, print no, that's just just a ballpark. It's just you know I know a lot of people were out trying to get people to register to vote. We've got another caller we're going to take right here this morning. Good morning, caller. You're on the air with us. Good morning. So um, I know that we really are in a bubble and that things went extraordinarily well here. But your guest probably also has a finger on the pulse of the rest of the state and input from other people in her position, um, I don't know if they've all met yet in their association, but what are they saying? How, what does she have, does she have an overview um, of the rest of the state and how they fared in comparison to how well we did? And I'll take my answer on the air. Thanks so much. Thank you. Um, we haven't met yet, and with COVID, you know, I'm not sure. We have a what we call new law where we learn all the new laws and that's going to be next week and it's going to be via zoom so hopefully i'll know more there i know everyone is glad the election's over you know um we um we haven't i think that you know down in southern california there were a lot more issues than there are up here and that's pretty much why we live up here but um you know they had they had problems and to tell you the truth, um, until we get to relax and talk about it, the only place I worry about is Mendocino County. So are you in touch with other rural um, registrar voters and connect with them about issues that they are having more so than the big cities, I would imagine? Yes. We have a little, um, a little group. It's northern, um, north, northern rural county. So it's Lake County, 
um, Humboldt, Del Norte, Trinity, you know, all of us up in the northern area, Glen, Tehama, um, Lassen, Chasta, those. Um, and we, we do talk. We were talking once a week before the election. And we all seem to have the same basic problems. We had problems with ballot tracks. We had, um, we had people that wanted to vote twice that, you know, that was also on the media. We had the same thing. We have a few of them that are going to be turned over to the district attorney. We're getting those ready. Wow. Um, so, I mean, only one of their votes counted, but they tried to vote another time, too. So, um, and I think all of us have had that. We all have the same issues with um, internet and cell service. So, um, but overall, I think all of our counts were up. Um, we all were able to, to complete our election, you know, certification on time and without that. So, um, I think that we were all pretty much in the same boat. Okay. 895-2448. We have a caller. Let's get the caller on this morning. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. Yes. Uh, thank you very much for the wonderful program. I appreciate the report on our local uh, issues. Uh, my question is that uh, when I applied for a driver's license, you have to sign your signature on a machine. And it didn't look like my signature. It was like wobbly, and it was like in a really small space. And, it would, and you had to use your finger or something. And so if how many, my question is, how many people were, were uh, you know, tabulated for questionable signatures were they able to correct that if possible and 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 you know how is that handled all right thank you okay thank you too um um yeah because now don't you automatically register it if when you get your driver's license that's well you you have to opt out of it it's kind of a tricky thing and a lot of people don't even know they're registering to vote through through their DMV process. Um, we still have paper ballots or paper voter registration cards. If you think that your signature's that way, you can um, request a, a paper voter registration card and we can do that. But we were able to cure all but 23 mismatched signatures. So um, I think that, uh, you know, your style is still pretty much the same. It may not be as fancy as a handwritten with a pen, but, um, you know, we're, we're able to, to look at those and make a determination or contact the voter. So I'm at, I'm at DMV. I'm getting a new license. I do this funky sign on that thing that I can, on the pad with my finger, which always looks nothing like it. So that's the signature that goes to your office for voting in the future? people opted out oh. of registering to vote. Oh, folks, please be aware of that. I didn't realize that because that thing where you use your finger to sign is always just so bad. So and bad, then so if bad. you register online just at, you know, um, registertovote.org, I think it is, that you have to attach your DMV signature to that. So whether or not, um, one way or another, if you do it online, it's most likely going to be your DMV signature. Oh, wow, folks, be aware of that. So, huh? So, as far as turnout, you said you've been in contact with the other smaller uh, rural um, counties. Is it seeming like the trend is that there was a high turnout in those, or did we just kind of max out this time? No, I think it's um, with all of them. Oh, I'm on a call, so they're they're um, using the the leaf blower inside my window again. Um, it seems like that always happens, but um, 
No, we all had, in fact, I think one of the counties had a 90% turnout. I'm not sure which one. Yeah, that's amazing. That is amazing. Wow, if we could do that good, that'd be great. So uh, we can probably get in maybe one more quick call, 895-2448. Other than that, anything you'd like to get out about the voting and what people can do? If you haven't registered to vote, you can still go do it, right? I mean, there's nothing pressing, but maybe all this good news and all this high turnout has got people wanting to get out and vote. Uh, You're still doing that at your office how is now with us being in a closed down position how what's going on at the office and we, we allow Rivers? three people everything's with appointment we okay. allow three people in the office at a time um the appointments are made on the hour so 9 10 11 you know one two three four um and then that way we have time to um, completely clean and sanitize um between people um, if they close us down more, we're just going to probably go back to trying to get more things done by mail or using our Dropbox. Um, and, um, you know, we're hoping that doesn't happen. We're hoping that we still get to do this. We are one of the only counties, um, a few of us do um, marriage licenses and weddings for Mendocino County residents only. So we're one of the only counties that still does that. Wow. Um, so I don't even know if you can get a marriage license in San Francisco right now or some of the, the other, you know, large metropolitan counties. They're not doing it. But, you know, I think that, you know, we're here to serve the public and, you know, we're going to do everything as safe as we can, but to try to serve the public at, at all possible. We had a, a lady come in two days ago that um, her and her they were divorced because of financial reasons, and she came down with cancer, and um, her wish was to get married again. So somebody contacted me um, on Sunday, and, um, you know, we did everything we possibly could to help grant her final wish, and we were so honored to do that. And we did everything out in her car, and, you know, that it just you know, makes your heart feel good when things like that can happen. It does. That's why we live, like you said, that's why we live in this county. Um, I just had a thought. Uh, What happens to these ballots, and how long do you have to hold them, and where do they get held at? We have a warehouse that we, um, for a a federal election, that we hold everything for 22 months. And for a local election, we hold it for six months. So we have a warehouse that we do our programming in and stuff like that. And that everything is labeled. Everything's in boxes. We have one election at each place or each part of the room. And um, we just, um, before the November election, we were able to destroy um, the November 2018 election. So, um, and things like that. And they're, they're put through a big shredder. We used to be able to take them out to um, not a landfill, but um, mulch. 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 Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of the boxes kind of got away from the guys that were taking it, so that probably wasn't such a, you know, <laughs> a grand idea after all. But so now they're they're be they're shredded by a big shredding truck that comes around and and um, so everything's everything's done. Well, we can just compost it after we shred it. But anyway, well, yeah, let's hope. Let's hope. So um, we're getting ready to wrap up here. Are any last comments, and then I'm going to let you go back to your wonderful office. To my wonderful office. Yeah. Um, 
I just, you know, if you if you're worried about your signature and you know everybody can re-register, you can call our office at 234-6819 and ask one of the lovely women that answers the phone. And we're still one of the only departments that answers our own phones um, to um, send them a voter registration card. They can also, libraries are closed. Normally, libraries have voter registration cards. Post office usually do with COVID. I'm just not sure, you know, but um, we will be more than glad to send you a voter registration card. If you have a squiggly signature or if you have a drawn out signature or and you might want to sign both where it's root. So we have two signatures to compare it to. There I have go. a signature I can't read, and then I have a signature that I sign legal documents with. That and- everybody can read. Yeah. <laughs> well, Katrina, thank you so much for the work you do. Thank you for coming on the air and sharing with us. And I'm sure we'll be in touch because this is not going to be the last election you're going to be working on. Have it's a- not. And again, I want to send you know kudos to my staff. They were wonderful. To my extra help, to my poll workers. They're amazing. Everybody that helped with this election was over the top and understanding and patient and we are so glad this election's over well thank you so much have a great holiday and please go safely thanks well thank you thanks a lot katrina thanks bye-bye bye now all right so there you go an election well run an election well participated in. I can't thank you enough, Mendocino County, for stepping up and being responsible and doing what we need to do to keep this democracy going. And next week, uh, Joy LeClaire will be back with you with some more amazing programming. This has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at KZYX .org to find more content like this and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening.